Welcome to the Author's Porch, where every good conversation happens. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride from author to author. We want to give you an experience where you learn and enjoy the conversation. Authors tell you about their journey, you learn about new books, and at the end of the day, you go home with a smile on your face because the Author's Porch is a beacon of light bringing you home to the family you never knew you had. We hope that you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Author's Porch, where every great conversation happens. We are super excited and blessed to have Dr. Joanne in Trader. In tr- oh, my gosh. Did I, I, I knew it. I was going to get it messed up. I even, it's always interesting. It's intratour. Intratour. I told myself not to enunciate the A the way I was going to, and I still messed it up. Thank you so much oh, for helping me. <laughs> there's so many ways it's been pronounced. The reason it's pronounced intratour was because in, in Germany, it says, one says intratour. And, and when my dad went to the American army, no one could <laughs> understand what he was saying. And so he changed it to intratour because they would be able to st- spell it with an I-N. And that, that's, how to, that's, how, that's the story of it. So you fell into the same thing everybody's uh, previously. Well, you know, I'm glad that I did because that is a fantastic story. And I'm so glad that we got to understand that story and the history of it because your book is such a phenomenal historical the historical moment in time. And when I was reading about the book, so Dr. Joanne Intratore book <laughs> summons to Berlin. Yeah talks about her journey that she went to get property that was stolen from her family by the Nazis when the war was going on. And it also talks about the entire journey of having to fight back and forth um, so that that property could be back as a part of their family so that the restitution could be made after the horrific things that went on back in the, the, the war between the Nazis and the Jewish people. Um, just so everyone's aware that Dr. Intratour is also a psychiatrist of over 30 years who I was reading that you did this phenomenal study of the brain of psychopaths. And I was, I was like, I need to read that study. So I told myself, stop a minute. You have to get on camera. So (laughs) that's also on her website. So you guys can go and read that because I'm a bit of a crime junkie. So I'm always wanting to read little things, but it's fascinating because you took this incredible journey to fight for the justice of your family and for your dad to take the name and make it where people could understand more. It's like your family has always been at that cusp of fighting and making people understand this is what, you know. Gosh, CJ, I love what you, how you put that all together just now. That's, that's, that adds to everything for me uh, because the name actually is, uh, comes out, it's supposed to be from Latin to enter, like we were a family that had to keep 
entering. You know, we started mm -hmm. back uh, in Spain during the Inquisition and then moved across Europe and the family then wound up in the, uh, in the Austria-Hungarian Empire and my grandfather went there to, from, went there, from there to Berlin where my father was born. So we've always been at the cusp of something. <laughs> so yeah, I'll put. yeah, I was, I was reading uh, on your website because like I said, I love And this I sound a little crazy or creepy and I don't mean it to be, but I love to read a lot about people and learn so much of, of history because, you know, I, I studied a little bit of my family history and found out I was like the 14th cousin of one of the Kings of Scotland. And I was like, okay, now I need to read more and stuff like that. And, and when I am introduced to a new guest or a new person, a new author i love authors i think they're absolutely fascinating people when you can take words and actually put it into something and make another person visualize everything right so i was reading that your your family when you were in when they were in your grandfather was in germany you had these businesses and can you tell us a little more about uh 16 if i say this right volstrasse Perfect. Well done. Yeah. Well, um, we didn't, I, uh, I didn't know about this building. I knew that my grandfather had other properties that were in West Berlin um, and West Berlin. Uh, uh, those properties, uh, you know, were there was some sort of restitution. It wasn't really true restitution. We received a little money for the different pieces of property that my dad, uh, dad's family had in, in Berlin. But when the wall came down, this other building uh, manifested. And this was an enormous building, almost the length of a New York City block. Um, and it was a manufacturing building that, uh, you know, made dresses, made hats, made feathers for hats, uh, books, book bindings, all sorts of different things that uh, were manufactured in the building. And uh, I, I think my dad knew about it, but my father was dying when the building uh, emerged in our life. And, uh, you know, he uh, had been involved in getting the process going of restitution, and then he passed away. And then I, I, I then took it over. Um, it was almost like a dare from him. Uh, to do this uh, and his dying words were are you tough enough yet and do they know who you are and oh. i thought he was hallucinating and it, but he wasn't he was saying he was saying you're gonna i know he, you're gonna go to berlin because i know you because you're fascinated with german history and you study psychopathy so i know you're going to go to berlin but you're going to have to have a lot of guts to do this that's what he was mm -hmm. saying to me and um and then he died um and oh. there it was so uh just to it, it, it's an interesting point and a, an important point my share of those very big building there were a lot of relatives involved was mm -hmm. 3.15 percent so ultimately it it, it it didn't make it to my son's college fund. <laughs> so, right, yeah. It, so it turned out to be restitution first of a building. This belonged to my grandfather 
and a, a nephew of his, and there were lots of descendants um, to, to, to a, a restitution of memory and history because yeah. the, the actual value of the building deteriorated during the period of time while I was looking to find out what the story was. So, mm -hmm. um, so this building was uh, went, it went into what's called a forced auction towards the end of 1938, which meant my grandfather no longer was paying the mortgage. My grandfather owned the buildings, uh, you know, from the 1920s, somewhere in the 1920s, uh, till this period of time, but he, he couldn't pay the mortgage. You know, the Nazis came in in 33 and his businesses were, were sacrificed, you know, fairly early. Yeah. And they didn't have the money to do this. Um, so it, it, it seemed to me, uh, you know, uh, it, it was a straightforward restitution case. But I, what I found out when I started going is it wasn't so straightforward. I had to prove initially for a year or so that we lost the building because of anti-Semitism, which to me was so obvious mm -hmm. in 1938. You know, right. so many bad things had already occurred. And and I didn't even know to the, the degree to which things had gone uh, so bad for my family and so many families you know, even before the Nazis officially took over in 33, it was already, you know, dark and gloomy and scary for, for Jewish uh, owners of property or businesses, or my father was, mm -hmm. was a, a lawyer training to be a judge. He was, his career was the first career that was disbanded by the Nazis. Uh, it, it was in April of 1933 because he wow. was, and he had a civil service job. He was no longer able to do it. So uh, they could say, well, you work for the government and we don't want any Jews working for the government. So right. that was it, you know? So this, this building was uh, taken over by some people. Uh, we, we don't know the story of the, we didn't know at the time the whole story, but these people were claiming that my grandfather lost the building because he was a poor businessman and not because he was a Jew, which seemed to me completely absurd. And, uh, but it, yeah. it really, unfortunately, uh, it was a complicated case and it, it took my nine years back and forth, you know, um, while I was working on that research that you mentioned and mm -hmm. the mother of a small child, you know, um, fortunately, uh, uh, my, my husband then, um, uh, you know, uh, very much believed in what I was doing and, and, uh, you know, I didn't go more than four or five days at a time, you know, yeah. I, I went, you know, half a dozen, seven times during that period of time. Yeah. That's, it's amazing because you felt this, you felt compelled to, honor your family and say it, it's not about the money it's the principle it's the principle because everything was fine our family was fine and you just came in and took everything from us and that's it's not okay that's right it's, it's not okay that's to right. take our good name and spread it across that we just did bad you know it's, it's, it's not okay now, well, it's, uh, yeah 
was that building being uh is that building standing as far as being utilized today or it was that building just kind of because i've i've lived in germany i lived there oh. for three years from 2013 to 2016 and i lived um by Frankfurt Airport, about 45 right. minutes south. Right. And so I, I never made it to Berlin while I was there. Uh, but I do know that obviously there's a lot of buildings that are not being utilized in Germany at well, right. the United States as well. Right. So is it an abandoned building or is it a building that actually? Oh, no, it's, it's, it's a beautiful building. I mean, even when I saw it in, in 1993 for the first time, it had, it had been occupied. Uh, but they were uh, with, with uh, different types of businesses. Um, the German government, uh, it was a measurement company, a bit business. I don't know, you know, um, I, don't, I don't know the details of it, but it was emptying out when this restitution, when, you know, when the wall came down and people mm -hmm. were coming to Berlin to claim property. So I saw it as empty and very grand and, and then I saw it, you know, later on where where uh, the people that uh, took the building over after the case was finished did a beautiful job, uh, you know, lots of different shops in it, bright colors. Um, I was there the last time in 2018 for a celebration of uh, the history of the building and what I had done. And, and it's really a remarkable place. I'm I'm happy the building looks so so good and is so vibrant. It's vibrant. That's good because that's part of your history. That's part yeah. of yeah. that's part of not only you know one of the wonderful things that I love about Germany is they celebrate every part of their history. It, they celebrate all of their cultures, um, and and I do love that where I was at in Germany at least. Yeah. Um, so do you, one of the things that I wonder is how many other buildings are there standing that there are Jewish families that never were paid restitution for the things that were taken from them? Now, have you, have you been in contact with other families or have, go ahead. Well, in 2013, um, there was a, a major exi uh, exhibition in Berlin, um, of the area that the building is in. And this area was on the edge of a big swath of property that had been raised to the ground by Hitler's architect, Albert Speer. And my, my family's property was on the edge of it. And there were some other properties as well. So this area is called Berlin Mitte. The, cent, the true historic center of Berlin. And there were wow. many Jewish owned buildings that were you know, destroyed. And right now there's sort of parklands and roads. And then there were some others that, uh, that, that uh, uh, exist, still, they still exist. But there were five families uh, that, that uh, they were the, uh, the, the, uh, the creator of the exhibit came, you know, found uh, five Jewish families and they were not able to get restitution. They were sort of told similar things uh, that I was told in the beginning. Um, the, uh, the bottom line is that there are an, an enormous numbers of properties that existed in this area that uh, 
that were owned by Jews and the percentage of, of Jews that got restitution is somewhere between five and 7%. So it's wow. not much yet. Yeah. So it, it seems like there was a lot of, we don't want to revisit the past and figure it out. It, it, it's kind of something that happened. We've got monuments to what has happened. Let's leave it there and right. be done with it. Right. You're, you're, wow. you're right on the nose with that, CJ. Uh, uh, and they've done a fabulous job with monuments and honor, you know, and I, I'm, I'm, I think the, the current, uh, people that are living in, in Germany are making tremendous efforts to repair the past as, as possible. You know, one can't fix this, but, you know, at least to honor what's happened and take responsibility. It's but yeah. three generations away from, you know, what, what happened. So uh, when I was in, in Berlin, you know, there were people around that were still had Nazi experiences or were Nazis. I didn't know who or what. And then, in, since I was in East Berlin, uh, so many of them, you know, they lived under communist, un, under the the, the uh, Deutsche Democratic Republic. It was communist, and they had the Stasi, which was uh, an enormous uh, uh, organization that that spied on people and terrorized people. So there's a whole group of of Germans that lived under the Nazis. Were, did not get a democracy the way West Germany did, but moved from the Nazis to the the, the communist regime. So um, it, there was a lot of adjustments that the that the Germ this this the Germans had to go through, um, and still go through uh, to this current day. You know, yeah. so, um, and so you wrote the book "Summons to Berlin." Yeah, and. It, it is your memoir of going through this process. Right, 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 what, right. What are some of the highlights that you can share with us? Some of the things that you would want to tell people before reading the book that they can expect? Right. right. Well, it, I write it as a psychiatrist, as, uh, you know, and I'm, I, I'm I, 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 I am open about my own issues going to Germany and walking amongst people that were, uh, you know, dead and amongst living people that had connections to what happened in the past. So uh, I was scared. And so I had, and I have had a, a lifelong issue with anxiety, really almost born with it. Um, and I don't know how much of that is, you know, that comes down the generations as a Jew, how much it has to do with both parents fleeing the Holocaust, you know, um, wow. so uh, I, I don't know, but I had to live with myself and face my own demons over there. And I'm open about that because I feel I have something to say. And I think we all struggle with our anxieties. And so, you know, I, I, I want people to know that one can be brave and anxious at the same time. So, Amen. yeah, so, and, and that's kind of what I do in my practice too. I try to help people see both parts of themselves. So, uh, so I'm walking through, a lot of it's me walking through Berlin and, 
and looking at things and, and opining about the history in certain areas and uh, what happened in those particular spots during the war. Um, so I actually spend the day in a very barren, depressing uh, concentration camp uh, on the 50th anniversary of the liberation of Sachsenhausen was the name of the camp by the Russians um, in, mm. in, in 1945. I went there, I hired a car and driver, an English speaking driver to take me there because I felt I was losing my courage to do what I needed wow. to do. It was the middle of the winter. And this, this was a time when you know, the, this concentration camp looks different now than it did then. Then it looked, you know, now it's everything is cleaned up in their walkway. Yeah. And so I was, uh, it was, you know, it was rain and ice, you know, just the kind of weather that you get in the Northeast that you don't like, you know, um, <laughs> it was very cold and rainy and snowy. And, but I wanted to go to honor this important day. So I walk around and think about what happened there. So it, it's, the book is, it does go into the dark a, a bit. You know, it does yeah. uh, go to places in the history of the Nazis in, 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 in Europe and say, and says what happens. And I do it both for my audience as a, as, as a teacher, but also for myself sort of to, you know, wake myself up. Come on, Joanne, you've got to do this. You're, this is really important. So I, 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 I use the history to straighten myself up, you know, and, and scare myself into doing the right thing, which was following through. I wanted mm -hmm. to follow this thing through, even though it was getting harder and harder on me. And I was having so many obstacles. People wanted me to negotiate with the other parties that uh, claimed the building was theirs, that we didn't uh, lose it because of uh, anti-Semitism. Everybody wanted me to, to sit down at the table and agree. And I just wanted to know what happened. And so I was persistent, um, but it took a lot out of me and uh, my marriage may have suffered, you know, and I go into, I, you know, it was, it was tough, you know, um, it, it, it was tough. And I had a small child in the house who at one yeah. point said to me, mom, I came back from a trip, one trip, and it just didn't go well at all. I got nowhere and I, you know, I was disappointed in myself and, uh, he said to me, Mom, well, I have to go to Berlin after you die. And I said, oh, my God, Ben, wow. you know, that's not going to happen. You know, and then again, then I realized I've got to do this to just get it done. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, you know, when I die, he inherits whatever it is, like this case. Who needs that? Right. I mean, mm -hmm. you don't want to have to inherit a case like that. I wanted to take care of it, uh, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been 50 plus years that the war where the Nazis, you know, did the genocide they, right. on the Jewish people. Right. 
and generations have already been affected by this and you have this sense of urgency so that it's no longer going to be handed down to another generation to take control and to get restitution for what has been what has already happened to so many generations you have people that you have Jewish people that had tattoos on them. You have people that have never seen family members, again, never been given back the things that was taken from them. And you have the sense of urgency to say, I will not hand down this burden to my child. Right, right, right. And you, and you, and you want people to feel that on every level. You want right. them to feel it as a mother. You want them to feel it as a child of a Holocaust survivor. Right. You want them to feel it as a site psychiatrist as a as a human being that just gives me chills because there's so many levels that you're telling the story on and it's it sounds absolutely phenomenal and we we have a question from the audience that says what do you want people to take away after reading this book what is your biggest takeaway for the general public I, i want us to i want us all to pay attention to what's going on in the world yeah and and not to be not to be so frightened uh, you know but to be grounded and own it and say this is what what the reality is and we all need to face it and be brave you know mm-hmm. and have a voice and not to be fooled by people that you know that uh, try to get you know uh, you know take take advantage of uh, of, of, of people's fear and, and and chaos that occurs throughout the world right now you know, yeah. climate change, you know, all of these things that are affecting the world, a war is going on right now, you know, masses of people are moving around the world. It's the largest migration of both human beings and animals that have ever existed on this earth. And uh, we have to, you know, look this in the face and, and face that our lives will change and our children's lives will change. And we must vote. What I mean vote is I, I, I mean, liter- literally vote, of course, uh, is important, but sort of vote with our hearts and, and our minds and, 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 and st- you know, and, and, and do our best. So that, that's what I want people to, to take from it. Um, and that uh, anxiety is, is, a, is not a disease. Uh, obviously, extreme desire, anxiety is. Anxiety helps us be alert. We need to be alert. We need, and it helps us be present. If we had no anxiety, we wouldn't be present. We would be sort of in la la out of it, you know. Like it, so, we want to manage the amount of anxiety we experience because too much, too much anxiety, you're not present either, you know. So true, you know. But anxiety has a bad rap. Uh, we 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 this. We need a perfect amount. We need a certain amount to stay present, and uh, and and of course we're afraid. We're always afraid of things that we can't control or understand. But that means we still we have to even pay more attention. Not, yeah. You know. So that's one thing. Uh, I, I and and I want us to understand that human beings are capable of doing terrible things to each other. And that's it's not it's not evil and it's not the devil it's it's part of our history uh, you know and we we've done it in our own country and it's been done all over the world and uh, we we just have to face these things. 
Yes, and I, I think it's very important to have the conversations because once we try to hide what has happened or what is happening, it's because we, not we, but whoever's trying to hide it, it's because they want it to either happen again or they're continuing right. along that same pattern of behavior, right. whether overtly or covertly. Exactly. And that's why they want to hide it. So in my opinion, which I'm not an authority on anything, I only, you know, I took psychology in school. I, you know, I, I'm not anywhere near you where you are, Dr. In, in Tritter. Did I say that right again? Call me Joanne. <laughs> Joanne, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm really... You're CJ and I'm Joanne. We're two women. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. But for me, when somebody tries to hide something, they don't want to talk about it. It's be they, they want to kind of be quiet about it. It's because they want to continue along that same pattern of behavior. For me, that's just my my you know novice opinion on the situation. It's, it's, it's pretty accurate, though. It's pretty accurate. You know, there's always been a struggle, you know, around authoritarianism. You know, we, we, we're, you know, we're, we're, human beings are, are struggle with the fact that uh, we know that we're going to die at some point, and we get frightened by these things. And we do things to keep ourselves from facing the fact that we may have brilliant minds, but you know our, our bodies will come to an end at some point. And rather than face you know the dilemma that we're in, which is to you know to face that and to live as fully as we can, we we get scared and we let other things take over. You know, we let money things take over. We let somebody else take the power. You know, uh, because it's we're afraid to face uh, our responsibilities towards ourselves, and you know, now with all the social media, people just they kind of get taken away and they lose their agency, yeah. and it's quite easy for uh, strong. I put strong in parenthesis the strong man type of leader to uh, take advantage of uh, of of us. So. And that's kind of what I mean by being present or being grounded and, you know, and. Uh... Well, I, I, I think it's phenomenal that you stood up for, for what had happened all those years ago. And you yeah. said the it's stopping here. Right. I will no longer allow those who are going to try to take over just because they have the louder voice okay. they have more people standing behind them they may have more money in their pocket right. but i may be one person but i have a voice and i'm no longer going to allow that voice to sit there without being heard and right. you took back that authority over your own destiny and exactly. you got that restitution exactly. and and i love the title summons to learn you were summoned yes there yeah. to back to the very place where where it all started exactly that's well put absolutely cj and when does this when does your book come out uh first of august so i just saw my cover of the book the other day and it looks beautiful nice. very strong 
and uh, getting everything ready for it and talking to you and other people and doing some other writing on the side as well. I've, I've written a couple things for Psychology Today. I have a blog there. Not, yeah, and I, I write about films, you know, a little bit. I had a film background before I went back to school to become a doctor. And uh, so, uh, and I have my wonderful psychiatric practice that really uh, enriches well, sure, me. Yeah, I'm sure that that keeps you busy because we've all um, are needing a little bit after COVID. A lot of people are, are seeking um, assistance. Yeah, it, it really took its toll on a lot of people. And um, so it comes out in August, but I know that I noticed that you had your blog. Are you, are you still blogging on your website? Yes, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll be doing more about that. That you know, right now there are a lot of interviews with other writers and okay. and people that are on there and reviews that I've done. And I'm going to link my psychology today uh, uh, blog onto the website, which some people will find quite interesting because I'm I am interested in psychopaths, and so I've done some stuff on movies and psychopaths for you know, which I'll move on to the blog as well. So. Yeah. I'm actually, when we get off here, I'm going to go back to your website and read the article that you have linked on. Uh, I think it's your bio. Cause I didn't have time to read it before we got over here. I was like, oh, I yeah. gotta go read that. And yeah. what is your, um, here, I'm going to pop in. I actually still have it open. So I, sorry, everybody, you're going to hear me click just a couple of times here because I want to put uh, the website in here so you guys can oh. go over and check out uh joanne's page and also you can click follow so that you can get the updates when the book is available and for those who are listening to the podcast whenever i yeah. get that on the platform it's joanneentrator.com it's j-o-a-n-n-e-i-n-t-r-a-t-o-r.com um, is there any other platforms you want to tell our audience about that they can follow you or um, connect I'm, with you I'm on Facebook? I'm on Facebook, but I, I you know, I, I'm not great with these handles, so I have to probably sell. <laughs> I'm not great with the social media, but I'm on Twitter and I'm on on Facebook, and I've got to get that information to you, and I promise I will. Yeah. Okay. If it's connected to your uh, website, then they can get from there. If oh, it's not wonderful. connected to your website, then then um, Lindsay can send it to me and I'll oh, get it all here on our pages. That's very, very awesome. good. Well, I've had such a great time talking to you, getting to know more about summons to Berlin, as well as um, everything that we've talked about. So I told you Daisy was going to come up here. She's turning around. trying. <laughs> oh, sweet. And um, I can't wait till the book comes out because it, I, I, I really want to read it. It, I, it sounds like a phenomenal journey. You will be a good reader for the book. You really will because you talk on so many different levels about things that uh, that I think are in my book. I, I think of my, my book sometimes as uh, like, uh, like a, a, I'm trying to think of the right, when you braid something and make a quilt out of it, you know, uh, because there's so many different strands, you know, yes. whether it's the psych psych psychological or the historical, you know, mm -hmm. I, I try to bring these all, all together. Yeah. Yeah. You wove it very, it sounds like it's been woven very well together. Thank you, Thank you for that. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Is yeah. there anything else you want to tell our audience before we head out for the night? Um, I just wish everybody well, and I, I wish them, uh, if those are taking off for the holiday coming up, I wish everybody well, and and let's get through these times together and uh, be as hopeful but as realistic as we can be. Amen, definitely. Well, Joanne, thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you for thank you for doing what you did, for going over there and showing them, not them, that's a, the wrong word, showing everyone that there is hope, that, that you can still do the right thing and it can pay off. Yeah. Yes. And... And I know that, you know, look, thinking about it, I, I could see your dad and your grandfather going, that a girl, you know, that a girl, you know, that's, that's why we knew, that's why we gave her that task, because we knew that she had that gumption, that grit. Well, CJ, I love the way you think. I really love that. Thank you. I'm so happy you invited me. Yeah, I, I, I love this tonight. It was, it was what I needed in my soul tonight to hear, to listen to. I can't wait for the book to come out. I'll def, I'll send Lindsay an email and, and ask her to remind me when the book comes out. If she, if she can just send me an email um, when it comes out, if I can be on that distribution list, because um, I definitely want to read it. But you guys, make sure that you go to Joanne and Intrature's site and check out the book, Summons to Berlin. It comes out in August it's about her it's her memoir of her going over to berlin and getting restitution for a property that was taken away from her family during the holocaust and you will definitely not be disappointed have a great night everybody joanne thank you very much for being here tonight and we'll catch you later thank you so much bye everybody we'll see you later bye <laughs>